What's up? Welcome to episode 20 of Nurmer Nurmer. I'm really proud of getting this many episodes out, and for those who follow on Instagram, you'll notice I changed the font on the episode pictures. I also changed the album art, I guess you'd call it, the podcast picture, because I feel like we're getting cleaner audio and more episode preparation, and it's becoming a whole new, better podcast. I'm glad that it's a project that's actually working and that we have fun doing it. I also made promotional stickers, so if you know me IRL, hit me up. I've got stickers. They'll be around for a while, probably, because I ordered so many. This episode specifically is all about an inspiration of mine, a dude who really might be cancelled, Shia LaBeouf. I obviously can't speak to whether or not he's actually a good person, but Alexis, Nikki, and I grew up with him, enjoy his movies and art, and no, I haven't seen Honey Boy, and I also might never watch it, but enjoy the episode. We're officially kicking off season two. Thanks for listening. Um, someone asked me recently if I prefer Mary Kate or Ashley, and I didn't have an answer. No. I can't keep them straight. I don't know the difference. Yeah. They're both in Full House. That's all I know. I said, do you prefer Dylan or Cole Sprouse? Because I do have an, an answer there. I feel like that's changed with age. When I was 12, Dylan. Now, Cole. Same. Same. Same exact. Yep. So... I know. Now you don't like the nerds when you're a kid. Just like the teachers warned us, one day the nerds are going to be cool, making good money. Now look at him. One day he's going to be your boss. <laughs> and then the jocks are going to be sending nudes online. And here we are. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's nude image is available online. Yes, it is. Ah, uh, I haven't gone out of a way to find it. Oh, really? Were you not friends with us in 2013? Probably not. If you were, you would have been forcibly belted <laughs> to a chair to watch the Sigur Rós music video where he's naked. On Vimeo. On Vimeo. Recently moved to YouTube. I'm glad that I wasn't friends with you guys. <laughs> I was just pretending, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that there's video evidence that we were all, in fact, friends. Like, Alexis and I were arguably, like, only friends of 2013. <laughs> That sounded I'm like kidding. a weird OnlyFans knockoff. Only friends? Only friends. <laughs> she and I would only talk uh, if it was, <laughs> you know, very specific requests. That's true. I had a lot of friends like that in 2013, to be fair. Shia LaBeouf's penis is allegedly in Nymphomaniac too, But then, like, some people said it was a double. Like, they got a stunt double for it. Has anyone did a comparison to cigarettes? I don't know. Someone should. I mean, they should. I'm sure someone has seen both who could give us an answer. Who better than you? (laughs) Great point. They took Nymphomaniac off Netflix, though, so I never got a chance to watch it. Do you think if he got a double for Nymphomaniac, but... (laughs) Like, what if he also got a different double for Cigarose? And he just has drastically different penises in every movie he's in. (laughs) (laughs) It's always somebody else. It's never been him once. So Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, so as of May, I was thinking it could be formatted uh, starting with early Shia, where at age 10, he got booked by an agent. He was doing stand-up in clubs as like a 10-year-old, and people described him as having like a 60-year-old's humor because he was (laughs) raunchy and disgusting. (laughs) 
and then he got booked by an agent, came out in a movie, and then he was in Even Stevens in 2003. So he was 20? Uh, for he was Even born Stevens? in 86, so he was... 34 now? Mm-hmm. And so, or that's when he got his award. That doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. So, he was in Even Stevens. I was considering early Shia as Even Stevens and Holes. And Holes is the movie where he's a wrongfully convicted teen who's tasked with digging mysterious holes. How high were you on a scale of of one to the moon? I think zero, actually, if this was May. Is that not what Holes is about? I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he gets convicted and he has to go to Camp Green Lake, but there's no lake. I freaking lived and died for Holes when I was that age. God, would I have been 12? Literally? It came out, you said in 06? Something like that. I remember that movie, like, kind of creeped me out, because Mr. Sir was, like, a creepy-ass dude. Yeah, he seemed pretty yucky. Well, and there's, like, lizards and venom and stuff. Holes is from 2003. 2003? Oh my god. That's a span in my life that I've forgotten everything in. I have, like, an actual five-year gap in my memory. And it includes the premiere of Holes. Apparently. That must have been what I was up to during that year. Would you call it a hole in your memory? <sighs> That's it. And then I haven't... I just watched Even Stevens for the first time in May. It's insane. It's really good. Is it... The, I think it's either the first or second episode where he's freaking out because he loses his comedy video. Isn't it like an SNL? Mm-hmm. It's like Mike Myers. Yeah, I love that that was... A plot line. Somebody taped over his Mike Myers SNL <laughs> yeah. VHS, which sounds like something real little kid Shia LaBeouf might have been worried about. He's so sad in it. When I watched it as an adult, I cried. I cried every episode. Yeah, it was so sad and so good. He's one of those kids that is just smart. Yeah. Like, you can tell he's witty and he's paying attention. Yeah. Which is sad to see as an adult. I know for sure that I watched Even Stevens growing up. I could tell you almost none of the plot lines of anything. However, I like don't feel like I can even like go back and rewatch it now after seeing Honey Boy. Agreed. I felt gross that I had recently watched Even Stevens when I watched Honey Boy. So you did watch it finally? I did watch it. You ho. <laughs> Was I not supposed to? I No, you were. You were supposed to, but I don't think Susie has. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I'm assuming you haven't. It's a lot. It's a lot. I wouldn't even necessarily recommend watching it. It's great. I was ready to watch yeah. it the other day. I had had my coffee. It was 10 a.m. And then I couldn't find a way to watch it that I had yeah. access to. Isn't it on... Oh, it's on Amazon Prime, I think, is where we watched it. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Well, if... Uh... You don't have a friend to borrow a Prime thing from? No. Wait a second. I think my parents have Prime. Dude, what are you waiting for? Yeah, I'll hit them up. Fuck that shit up. Yeah. Anything else to say about early Shia? He has like a bunch of weird little cameos as a kid too, but they're not really important. I feel like those are the, the main points. Think. It is... <laughs> he does look so different now. Is it just because he keeps his hair short? Like, would he still have his curly little head if he grew his hair out he's done a lot with his hair over time i know like in indiana jones he greased the shit out of it stuff like that maybe it's because 
he keeps it short now. He also is somebody who changes his appearance a lot for different roles that he gets. So I wonder if he just like... That is such a wild consideration to me that like this is a norm in Hollywood. That like you you get cast for a role and you become the person you're supposed to be. There's no questions asked. Like what happens if you fail? You can't. You can't. If they say you need 5% body fat. Freaking crazy. I guess it's different when you're you're not uh, making your own meals. If you had a personal chef. Yeah, you don't have to work it around a different job either. Like you're not flipping burgers and then trying to find time to go to the gym. Right. It is your job. Yeah. Like Michael Phelps. Like Michael Phelps. Okay. The next section of Shia LaBeouf's life, according to this insane document I made in early quarantine, is Breakthrough Shia. From 2005 to 2011, his breakthrough began in 2007 when both Disturbia and Surf's Up came out. Oh my god, I forgot about Disturbia. I forgot about Surf's Up. Disturbia is scary <laughs> to watch in quarantine. Did you re-watch all this shit? I watched a lot. I didn't watch Surf's Up. I remember it pretty well, so I didn't need to rewatch it. But Disturbia was hard for me because I was sitting at home with nothing to do. And in that movie, he's on house arrest, like stalking his neighbors. And I fully was having that experience, like hearing my neighbors doing stuff all the time or like seeing them. I, I know exactly what time the mail comes now. Like he was sitting at home doing all that. And that's a horror movie. Yeah, You've gotten a glimpse into what it's like to be retired. Yeah. So he's on house arrest in that movie. And then in Surf's Up, he's a penguin who loves to surf. That's in here, by the way. Uh, in 2007, he was cast for Transformers and then starred in two more Transformers sequels in 2009 and 2011. In 2008, he was in the Indiana Jones movie, which didn't do very well, and he blames himself, which is annoying because obviously that franchise was in the ground anyway, and there were weird alien things, and I'm pretty sure that was the issue, not his performance, but whatever. Also during this time, he was in Eagle Eye, he directed a couple music videos, he hosted SNL. God, I forgot about Eagle Eye too. Have I forgotten so much Shia stuff? Have you seen Eagle Eye? Because I haven't. He's done a lot. Long time ago. Again, I have like movie amnesia. I literally, I don't remember shit from anything. I watched it when it came out, but I don't think I can tell you anything about it. Yeah. What year was it? So I think it was around 2010, 2011. Oh, I definitely couldn't tell you. Then I'll tell you. <laughs> what do you guys, why do you have like mental timelines <laughs> of like giant gaps? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because from like 2007 to 2011, basically, I was on MySpace. Continuously. <laughs> if you're at a MySpace, you'd understand. Continuously. I, I never logged out. Yeah, I didn't. So I was busy watching trips up. Yeah, I had coding to do, dude. We had profiles to make. We had friends lists to create. Yeah, we had coding to do. Yeah, that's my bad. At this point in time, I think especially because of Transformers, people were talking about how he was going to become an A-list actor, and people thought he was going to be, like, a staple of Hollywood. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know if you guys have any opinions on that. Well, Transformers was, like, super high-budget Michael Bay movie. Yeah, I remember when Transformers came out, and it was such a huge deal for him. Also, I was trying to think of other... Because during that time was when there was a lot of disney sitcom type shows and i think he was one of the first ones to really break out 
and actually make a staple from those Disney sitcoms. Not necessarily counting like the weird uh, Nick at Night ABC type things, but like Hillary Duff and stuff like that. Like we're in these huge action movies type of thing. And I think it was a big deal. And, and like even like the ones that they were in, like Agent Cody Banks weren't like for adults. Yeah, Transformers is already its whole it already has its own legend. Right. Disturbia, great movie. It's such a good movie. I remember really liking it. I don't remember a lot of details, but I remember loving it. Remember when the scene where <laughs> never mind. I was gonna well the scene where the the washer's moving. And it makes it look like he's doing something else. But then they zoom in and it's just the washer moving. I think of that scene probably once a week. (laughs) Because the reveal, I just had no idea what was going to happen. Don't you love the Disturbia soundtrack too? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. That was the first time I heard of System of a Down. That's all I'll say. It's a great soundtrack. It's changed my life. I put down the Kelly Clarkson and picked up the Lamb of God. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. That's going to be my new favorite quote. Ah, <laughs> uh, you now I kind of want you to watch Honey Boy. You should commemorate this episode tonight by watching Honey Boy. Tonight? Yeah. Don't watch it tonight. That's like when I almost watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre after watching after this Chicken Run episode. Don't you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. If he had become more of an A-list actor, what movies would he even have ended up in? See, I think, which I think is what you're going to get into next, I think he just about was an A-list actor. He was like A minus B plus, but then he freaked out and didn't want it. So I don't think there was any chance of him actually becoming that because he he was basically there and he could have done it. I bet so many stupid rom-coms were asking him to be oh, in it. You know. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Are you talking about Shia still? Yeah. Oh, God, okay. Never mind. I, so you don't consider him an A-list actor? I think he almost was like one of those regular, like... Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Leo, Brad Pitt. That could be in any type of role. Uh, maybe. I, I guess I see what you mean, but at the same time... Shia LaBeouf is like so well known. He's a household name for sure. I've I've had people yell at me about the ABC, like the listing of actors, because actors that I've considered A list actors, they're like, no, she's C. Yeah, it just depends maybe on what your family watched growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think he never wanted to become a household name in that sense of being in like mainstream movies if he didn't want to. Right. I agree, and I felt like when I was reading about, because that was a, a line that I saw quite a few times about, like, oh, he's about to become an A-list actor, it's 2010, like, he's basically going to be the next Brad Pitt. But I feel like if you're aware of his start, that was never going to happen. Even during Transformers, like, I don't think he was, there's, like, a lot of weird background stuff if you get into like the celeb gossip aspects of shooting transformers like he wasn't i don't know it i don't think it was his thing but anyways in 2012 the public started to realize that he was special and in 2012 that's when the cigarettes music video came out where he is nude he started releasing graphic novels and a web comic 
that got him in trouble because they were almost entirely plagiarized. I forgot about that. Yeah. I did not know about that. He was going to be in a Broadway play starting in 2013. He claims he quit. Everyone else says he was fired. Mm -hmm. Then he was in Nymphomaniac, which was big because Lars von Trier is the creepiest fucking director of our time. And pretty much as soon as you appear in a Lars von Trier movie, you're making a statement about yourself. And it's an erotic movie where he's naked and there may or may not have been a penis stunt double. He started dating a girl from that movie. Then he was in Fury, which I remember feeling like was a step towards that career arc that people thought he was going to be on. I think Brad Pitt's actually in that movie. It's a World War II movie. So anyways, but he was in that and he was like kind of a, a, a crazy in that. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf went viral. You guys remember that? It's that like one act um, musical number where there's a bunch of people dancing wearing Shia LaBeouf heads. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. This sounds familiar, but I don't. It's so, so good. Wow, I forgot about that. That's when he was doing his, wow. Yeah, so that's like, the Cigarose video came out, Nymphomaniac came out, then actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf, which isn't, he's not in the whole thing. But then at the end, he's standing there, like, clapping with teary eyes. So he was in on it. That was, I feel like that's around the time he wholeheartedly caught people's attention, like, people like you and I. And then the rest of, like, Hollywood, they were like, oh, this guy's crazy. And that's why he wasn't, he never became A-list. That's what that meme picture is from? Yeah. I am mind blown. (laughs) Actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf was, like, the best thing that ever happened. And I stand by that. Yeah, the look on your face, I wouldn't test you. I, I thought of like five things to ask if they were better, but I know that they're not going to be better. I just love people spoofing themselves. Uh, is that around the same time as his silent interview? Yeah, so in 2014, which is the same year as actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf, which I will continue to say the entire title for, <laughs> that was when he joined or helped form that performance art team Bronco and Turner and LaBeouf or whatever the fuck it's called. It started with the bag on the head. Mm-hmm. I'm not famous. He apologized for doing that because he wore that to like an actual event that a, that a Brad Pitt would attend. He apologized for doing that by sitting in an LA art gallery for six days with the bag on his head and silently crying the whole time. I remember watching a thing about that. I have a lot of questions about that. Did he eat? Did he defecate? Probably. Did he sleep? Oh, I forgot the... Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I searched it and I forgot about the thing that happened. I am growing increasingly concerned. Somebody disobeyed the laws of performance art and, like, tried to touch him. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so the other people in the performance art group, like, stopped it once it started, once they realized it was happening, but somebody was, like, touching him actual shia yeah gross so that sucks and i've seen interviews i remember when that first came out that was it seemed like the main takeaway maybe that was just the headline version but i've seen interviews since where he talks positively about that period of time and then he'll like add a thumb note or a um, footnote a thumb note that it was 
that also happened. So I I think he's like recovered from it a little bit, but like after that, that was when Daniel Klaus finally realized that he was plagiarizing him and called him out. And that's also when the the silent one hour long interview. What year was uh, Nike's Just Do It video? That was in 2015. It's been an exciting time for him. Alexis, did you have anything to say about the silent one hour interview? Did you watch it? Yeah, I know you watched it. Did you watch it, Nikki? Mm-mm. Wait, you didn't watch it an, an hour of Shia LaBeouf not talking wearing a GoPro? Sure did not spend my time that way. Even though you knew they weren't going to talk. Every time it looked like they had something to say, it was so infuriating. <laughs> it's gripping, huh? I walked. Oh, didn't they cry at one point? Yeah. Like, they just stared at each other. They would laugh and smile. I'm pretty sure he cried. And then they just left. Dude, there was an earthquake when I was watching Like, they, at the end, they didn't even say an earthquake? I was, like, halfway through, and a bookshelf fell over, and I wasn't sure if it was... I didn't know what was That's happening. That's awful. <laughs> the, it ended, and I thought when it finally was like, okay, we did that hour long, I thought it was gonna, it was gonna be like, hey. And he just, like, left? I think it just ended. Yeah, it was... So, it was... Two people sitting. I think the other one is Turner. I think one of them is the another performance artist. I forget who it was. Um, they're looking at each other like you and I are now, but they're both wearing a GoPro on their head. So then it's like two camera screens where they're just looking at each other. I love it. It's creative. I think that's the thing I love the most about Shia is that he does not give a shit. He's kind of doing what he wants. He's he's made it at this point. Like he can literally afford to goof off the rest of his life if he wants to. I feel like even though sometimes people don't take him seriously, sometimes they do. I take him seriously. I was really sad when people reacted to the green screen background thing in ways where they were laughing at him and not with him. When he put a green screen as the background, he anticipated people using it for memes and stuff. Right. But there, I, there was a lot of it that was, I felt like people were like, look at this mentally ill person who's fun to laugh at. And that made oh. me really sad. When, when did this green screen thing happen? I'm not tracking. That was in 2015. And that's also the same year that uh, Sia's Elastic Heart video came out. Dude, oh, that video was good. I was really scared with what you were going to say because I feel very strongly about it. <laughs> you ready to attack me? No, you, you answered no, right. You're, you're great. <laughs> Yesterday, someone said, like, isn't he a pervert for that video or something without ever knowing the background or, like, probably even seeing it. Yeah. Right. At first, it's weird, and it makes you, like, a little uncomfortable, and then, like, you realize they actually, I feel like, made it very tasteful. Absolutely. There is nothing that actually is creepy about it. I feel like part of you, just because there's, like, a grown-ass man and a little girl in the same cage, you're, like unsettled but i felt like he was like the safest person to have been able to do that with and you said that that was in 2015 mm-hmm. i guarantee if they put like fucking ryan gosling in the cage with her it would have been nothing but the fact that this crazy i'm not famous anymore just do it guy did it yeah mm, i wonder i think so true. Too. i feel like there was a shia labeouf specific stigma to it because or i think even if it had been a random just actor who wasn't even known because I don't think it was wrong. No, they're close. Especially if you watch, like, her first video. Like, there's clearly, like, some more dark, traumatic things to her music than just the pop 
sound that comes out of it, you know? Plus, um, Alexis, you said this yesterday, but Maddie Ziegler is a trained dancer. She's aware of situations. And Shia LaBeouf was a child actor. Mm -hmm. They're both fully aware of consent and stuff. I would feel different if one of them said something happened. Sure, but I don't. I haven't heard that from either of them. Right. Yeah. Right. And but people were so mad about it. And just a tangent onto Dance Moms. The Dance Moms were so mean to that girl about it. She was in a competition. They went to a competition, and the like competing Dance were they Moms really fuck them. Like went to their dressing room and was like, "I can't believe your daughter. You let your daughter do that." And every like, I remember. While they were panning on the girls' competition, they would have, like, talking heads with other moms from the other teams. Like, I just would have never let my daughter do that. Not with that nasty Shia LaBeouf and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, if, he, if, if Sia called any of you. <laughs> yeah, you would. You literally are on dance. If Sia mom, called any would. of you, you wouldn't give a shit if it was Mel Gibson in that cage. If it was Mel Gibson in his chicken run suit in that cage. God. You would have been there. Those parents were so yeah. quick to sell. Are you kidding? You let your child here, Abby Lee Miller. That's if they're talking about that, I'm not gonna fight. I got nothing to say. Because she did a tasteful music video with Sia and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> how dare you how old is maddie ziggler now uh she's like 19 probably 18 probably somewhere in there oh his mom was a performance artist too like this isn't new for him yeah and also they didn't nobody was naked it's it, i love dance for this reason like the fact that you can make you can be so like particular in the way that like two people can dance together that it completely like desexualizes their touching by just like a different way that essentially are like holding the other person, but it's like not with their palms. It's like with their wrists or just different ways to make it less weird. I don't know. I, I feel like they did such a good job in that video. I don't understand how anybody could have a problem with it. Yeah. I've tried watching it a few times with the thought of, okay, look for it to be gross. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking of it like that and you want it to be, I could see it as being, but I just, I don't think it is. And people just try to cancel him for that, which I think is so silly. Yeah, I thought it was a cool video. The next stunt the performance yeah. art group did was in 2016. They were posting their coordinates online and hitchhiking with whoever found them first. Oh my god. They went from Colorado to Alaska. I have a cool story about that. I have some friends who were on tour and they were in the same state as they, as he was. And so they're like, let's try and find Shia. And then they found him like on a street corner and they told him like, Hey, we're playing a house show. And they like, gave him the address. And so they were all out, like they were just playing the show in the basement and there's just all these people there. And then all of a sudden they were like, hey, Shia LaBeouf's here. Everyone starts freaking out. The basement gets packed because he has his locations on. That's amazing. And he just went to like these kids from Tucson's house show. And I think it was in Colorado, but I could be wrong. And then he reached out to the beginning and asked them to record a song for a documentary he was doing for it because he really liked one of their songs. Um, do those people still play music? But yeah, they just found him, gave him, a, <laughs> gave him the address for a house show. And one of them does. Did you want me to plug them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Logan Green, can you plug Groundworks? 
Tucson. Yeah. Also in 2016, he gets married, but maybe not married, depending on which month you ask him in. Really? Yeah. Has he ever had a girlfriend? Yeah, he was dating Mia Goth from Nymphomaniac the whole time. He got married by an Elvis impersonator. The Elvis impersonator then was like, it wasn't a real marriage, if you can imagine. Yeah, so he might have married Mia Goth. In any event, they were in a serious relationship that was formalized by an Elvis impersonator. He also dated Megan Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, during Transformers, right? They got voted worst on-screen chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of awkward. Like, I was super, I was really into it when I was a kid, but uh, it was bad. Even I think even as a kid, wanting to buy Transformers toys, I knew it was awkward. Have either of you seen American Honey? Oh, I feel like I did, but I feel like I should remember it if I did. Um, it's directed by Andrea Arnold. It's about a it's about a bunch of like misfit kids who travel around in a van selling magazines. Oh my god! It's an A twenty four movie. It's a very stereotypical A twenty four movie. I didn't. I didn't watch it. He got like twelve tattoos for the movie. He got them yeah, actually tattooed. That's why I was familiar. I really wanted to watch it, but I never did. I think it's on Netflix. I thought it was pretty good. Why would you get 12 tattoos for a movie when you could just, like... He is a method actor, Nikita. All of his tattoos are for movies. That's why his whole chest is tattooed now, for a part. I think one of the tattoos was something silly. It was, like, Missy Elliott or something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a cool movie. It's, like, that's the one where he has that crazy thick rat tail. It was for that part. If you recall, Shia LaBeouf had a rat tail. Oh, yeah. I unfortunately remember it. No, I have not seen that movie. So he was the only actor I was familiar with before watching the movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember anyone else notable being in it. I felt like it was important, kind of. Yeah, nobody looks that familiar in it. People, When someone casts Shia LaBeouf at this point, they're casting all of it. Like, all the history and the baggage and the cool stuff and the bad stuff. That's fair. So... That was pretty obvious, and it worked for him in that way. So I was Mm -hmm. happy for them. So that's all I got for 2012 to 2017. (laughs) That's all you got? That's all I got. I feel like it gets kind of dark after that. Do we want to just focus on on the bright? Well, without going too much into it, he did get arrested sometime after that for being drunk and disorderly. I mean, let's all be real. I feel like we've all been drunk and disorderly at some point. It kind of reminds me of Justin Bieber peeing in a mop bucket. It's just like, like I've done shit that's absolutely nuts. And if I was a celebrity, I would not be okay with it being publicized. Right. Right. Um, so I'm trying to understand this this book reading that occurred that he was... Oh, it was a script reading. ...plastered for. Script reading, Okay misunderstood that was it like was he intentionally being over the top what okay. script reading are you talking about Fast times at ridgemont high oh okay okay that's what i thought right. i think he did it for i think he got into character i think he wanted to do it for fun and put on a good show i don't think he half-asses it i love that everybody was like i came for this and got like a, a fucking movie just watching shia like he's so in character and like i'm like okay so i don't know much about the script reading they were doing is his character usually like belligerent so did he just get into character or is he like falling off the rails 
Because that's that's like I feel like there's two modes of thought that I've, I've in my limited research figured out is like either Shia like needs rehab or Shia like was being silly. I fully believe he just was going for the role, and like I also don't know anything about the script, but I think he was just being silly and going for the role, and like I think he wanted to like make Brad Pitt laugh. You know what I mean? And I think he knew everyone else would just be sitting with a blank wall behind them. And I think he was like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna do this. I feel like I feel like they asked him about it, and he was like, okay, well, where do you need me to go? What do you need, like, where do you want me to film this by myself? They're like, oh, just in your yeah, office? Yeah, he's like, in his car, right? And he's like, yeah. And I think there are small glimpses where you can tell he's like, proud of himself. I should actually watch the whole thing. I just skipped around in it. Yeah, me too. I just skipped around in it too. I think he's gotten to a point where I don't know how I I'm not personal friends with Shia LaBeouf, so I don't know how much he's actually like processed and whatever. But from like interviews and stuff, it seems like he's gotten to a point where he can tap into like the angry, volatile parts of him for a role without necessarily just flying off the cuff. That's an interesting. Oh, I had I wrote down a quote. Maybe it was in my notebook. I watched a uh, Borg versus McEnroe, that tennis movie he was in. Uh-huh. And Borg is this like I think he's Swedish, super like crisp, good tennis player, like everything that tennis is supposed to be. And McEnroe is this like fuck up Shia LaBeouf tennis player who refuses to do the whole like tennis we iron our shirts kind of deal and at one point he's like throwing a fit because he's always throwing a fit he's like yelling at refs all the time whatever and at one point somebody was like you might win this game but you will never be remembered as a hero because of your attitude and it was like based on a true story and something about it to me kind of felt like a statement about Shia LaBeouf's acting as well I don't think on purpose, but it's, it made sense to me. So it was like, you're never going to be, you're never going to be the golden boy of Hollywood because you've done all this other stuff. But, um, damn. Think of how like relatively young he is. Like if people like Brad Pitt got their start in, I I don't know, was it his twenties or thirties? Maybe he has time to make the A list. I don't know if he wants it. I think he likes now that he can just, choose whatever thing he wants he can do what he wants i do feel like there's just like a maybe maybe i'm biased i hope there's just like a respect for him i get that it kind of feels like he almost gets to like define his roles a little bit i get like respect for him and his roles but i think with being an a-list there's a lot of disrespect that he doesn't want as far as his private life for sure if i was in that realm i would only want to do it for a very small portion of my life but like does meryl streep have problem with that stuff can he just skip to whatever she is sorry you want him to here's my question i haven't seen honey boy could meryl streep have played the role hell yeah (laughs) meryl streep could have played shia labeouf's dad i'm sorry right i'm sorry are you saying that meryl streep is lesser of an actor? No, no, no. No, okay. I oh, I see why you think I was saying that. 
No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... Can Meryl Streep be in Transformers and Indiana Jones? Do you think Meryl Streep could have been in Transformers 2 and Indiana Jones 4? <laughs> Do you think Meryl Streep could have showed her penis in Nymphomaniacs? <laughs> Do you think Meryl Streep could have worn a bag on her head for six days while silent? <laughs> God. Are you saying... Are you saying Meryl Streep can stand in front of a green screen and scream? Yep. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I think we settled that. (laughs) Oh, he directed a Kid Cudi music video. I didn't know that. Me neither. I believe it was around the time where everybody was like, hmm, we don't know if he's actually okay or not. Somebody asked Kid Cudi in an interview, and Kid Cudi was like, he's good. He's expressing himself. He's fine. Like, we all have our moments. He's just, like, visible. We all go through it. Did you ever watch him on Hot Ones? Shia LaBeouf on Hot Ones? Yeah. Yeah. Hot Ones is some of the best YouTube that exists. It really is. I don't know about the host. Yeah, some days I hate him, but then some days I'm like, what would we do without him? Did you see Kristen Stewart on Hot Ones? Yeah, I did. Did you see Kristen Stewart interviewing Shia LaBeouf? I, there's no way I haven't seen that. No. Can you believe that they custom made content for me? They put Kristen Stewart and Shia LaBeouf in a room and interviewed The guy from Hot Ones, or I guess Hot Ones in general, especially ones like Shia LaBeouf, I feel like is going to be one of those things that is the root of some weird internet slash streaming thing in 10 years. Like people are going to get really into watching celebrities eat chicken wings in 10 years? Something similar. Like, I feel like there's just going to be, like, people are going to be eating, like, Carolina Reapers on fucking David Dobrik's late night show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like the apocalypse for sure. Wow, you just created an apocalypse <laughs> late night show. Well, Dur- 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 wearing a mask they- still, and he's throwing rolls of toilet paper out into the audience, and he's laughing. Just laughing his ass off. And they're, and they're like freaking and they're out. They get a Tesla and drive off. So everyone's just trying to get tickets to the David Dobrik show because they know that they'll be able to fucking make it. Yeah, and they need toilet paper. <laughs> There's just miles and miles of lines outside of his show, and the forests are all on fire. It'll be like when we look at pictures from the Great Depression, there were bread lines. <laughs> right, but they're just going to be trying to go to David Dobrik's show to get a Tesla. He bought out Elon Musk. Elon Musk is in line. <laughs> <laughs> all because of hot ones. Yeah, why were people worried when he did hot ones? That's concerning. He does not even give a shit about those chicken wings. He takes it well. Who does? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I thought you were going to say David Dobrik. And I was like, don't. I would not watch that. Don't turn that into this. I regret everything I said. No. Yeah. He just. The only other person that I've seen it be so he has calm. The pain tolerance of a monster. Is Michael Cera. And I think that says something. <sighs> <sighs> Do you know about uh, Shia LaBeouf's charity? What is it focused on? I wish you would. I only knew the. <laughs> I only know the baseline of it. Uh, <laughs> what do you know? Is that it? Uh, theater. That's cool, dude. I think he, I think he has a theater school. It's kind of nice to know that celebrities actually have charities. Does Elon Musk have a charity? I think the, he could like end world hunger. Yeah, oh. he sure could. Even if he has a charity, it's not fucking enough because he's still spending money like getting Grimes a manicure. <laughs> I don't think it's Grimes' fault. <laughs> Grimes could do whatever she wants. Yeah, she could definitely afford her own manicure. So I think 
Shia, Shia like has a theater school where he's like I could be wrong, but I'm guessing it's like an underprivileged areas or something like that. I don't quote me on that. Elon Musk is the sole funder of the Musk Foundation. Oh, change your name, dude. He plans on donating half of his fortune to it at some point. Half, frankly, isn't enough, but who asked me, you know? And what is it going to support? Business ventures. Human space exploration. That's so vague. Okay. So basically what he's already doing. Charitable recipients include Doctors Without Borders. His uh, whole charity cause reminds me of that whole incident with the kids in the tunnel. Seems to be a theme of his. You're going to have to elaborate on that. I don't. Yeah, you can't just say tunnel kids and leave it. <laughs> there were kids t- stuck in a tunnel. Okay. There were kids stuck in a tunnel. I forget where. He, like, tweeted the authorities, I guess, in that area who hadn't gotten the kids out for days. He was like, why the fuck can't you get these kids out? And the authorities were like, why don't you come try Elon Musk? And then he was like, shut up. And I think he eventually tried to help. This story's getting weirder and weirder. That's what it was. I'm trying to short story. I think it was in like one of the first podcasts. So I don't oh, want yeah, you've already tried to do this once. It was. I think I did better this time. But that's basically what happened. Damn, that is very bizarre. He just called out these people, these like first responders who were trying to help. He just tweeted them, and everyone was like, "Why can't you help?" And he was like, "Well, we're trying to make a tunnel," and then he got all sciency on everybody. Okay, so Shia LaBeouf does run a rec center that does theater. He says he's experiencing an extraordinary amount of joy. Joy in the craft and all that. Joy in the process, but in the sharing of it. This isn't straight charity work at all. It started in selfishness. It remains in selfishness. It's super selfish. It's not like I'm fucking out here helping the kids. That's not what's going on. Yeah, there's kids in the class. Youngest is 11. Oldest is 70. It really runs the gamut but I'm trying to allow myself some kind of happily ever after scenario. That's really what I'm out here trying to do. I'm in the happiest period in my life in general. A big reason I was such a fucking alcoholic is that when I'm fully absorbed or lost in something or immersed in something bigger than myself, it's a high. So I drank because it allowed me this freedom for a time from this constant chatter. This is an interview on Dazed from June 28th, 2019. Wow. So he's basically just trying to chase his dream. Yeah. I also appreciate, I feel like almost all charity is a little bit selfish. Like even working at the bank is like part of you wants to be able to say like, oh, I helped. It it is not selfish in a a lot of ways too, but it's, I think, important for him to acknowledge that. Yeah, it actually is a good thing. Yeah, people wouldn't do it if it didn't make them feel good. I think it's funny, though, that he's, like, downplaying something that, like, he's like, this isn't charity work, but this is something, like, really positively impacting all those people. He's maybe doing it selfishly, but it's most certainly benefiting people other than him. How do you get into this uh, rec center to hang out with Shia LaBeouf? (laughs) Asking for a friend. I can't believe he's only 33. It seems like he's, like, at the end of something. Sheesh. God. Not like the end of his life. Close to 40 or something. I mean, even this interview says he's a cat who's had his nine lives. Like, it feels like something. He feels like he's been through a lot, which I think he has been through a lot, but he seems like he has decades of work under his skin. Which I guess he has, because he's been doing it since he... (laughs) Did you not like those words? Decades of work under his skin? (laughs) No thanks. 
Looks like Jaden Smith and YG are also involved. God, I love Jaden Smith. I thought you were going to say, God, I love YG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. The green screen background Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Or the person doing Shia LaBeouf's penis stunt double. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to marry cannibal Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to kill the stunt double. And then I process of elimination. Um, I have to fuck green screen Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I have the same answer. I have the same answer. However, I mean, instead of fitting. process of elimination, I have to. It's I get to. He's shouting that. <laughs> You're a little more enthusiastic about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked about it. I also you have just copycats. You know what we should do? We should start writing down our answers and then holding them up at the same time. <laughs> To verify. Do <laughs> <laughs> a silent ballot. Three, two, one. It just says fuck green screen. <laughs> uh, fuck Mary Kill. Meryl Streep, Shia LaBeouf, and Brad Pitt. That's such a hard question. Can we vote her off the island? I don't want to kill any of those people. I'm killing Brad Pitt. I'm fucking Brad Pitt. She just wanted an excuse to kill Brad Pitt. I'm fucking Brad Pitt, Merit. I can't do that. I can't kill Meryl Streep. You know you can't. Yeah, no. I have to kill Brad Pitt. That's what I'm saying. You have to kill Brad Pitt. And then I'd fuck Shia and marry Meryl Streep. Okay, I was worried you are do the other. I thought about it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. No question. Same. And I'm excited about every part of it. What fucking beef do you have with Brad Pitt? <laughs> Yeah, literally. Who hurt you? I can't believe you just did a primary kill Brad just to Pitt. say that you don't like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Any final words before I stop recording? Ah, uh, farts. Great. <laughs> Alright, I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, you probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app. And I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast. Bye.